0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. It's great to have a good worship team, isn't it? I think it's often we can take people for granted and what they do for granted. I was We were in a little chapel in, in Wales and uh, we were good. We did not work during August, but the temptation was there. The invites was there, (laughs) and we are in this little Welsh chapel, and it was on a Saturday actually, and they had this little stall, and we were just wandering around this little place, and walked into the, I think Susan, she was perceptive, as she always is, and she saw me walking towards this chapel, and I could sense that she was thinking, what's he doing going in there, (laughs) and uh, into this little chapel, and uh, just talking and looking at what they had for sale, they were selling some cakes and books and, and so forth. And uh, they, they quickly cottoned on that we weren't just your average person walking past, we were actually in ministry and so forth. And so the the, the, the chap says, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> and I could feel the tension in Susan rising, <laughs> and thinking, what's he going to say here? I said, oh, no, said, sorry, we're, we're not around here tomorrow. Um so we, I behaved myself, and uh, it was great. It's great to spend some quality time with my dear wife. Yeah, she—I love her more than I ever loved her. You know that. So just for you young men who are married, that you've got that to look forward to. Love Jesus more than I ever loved Jesus. So it must be something to do with getting older. I don't know. <laughs> that you appreciate what you've got through good times and bad times. And uh, so yeah. And, uh, uh, why did they go into that? I don't know why. Anyway, uh, we're going to read from... (laughs) It must be just be romantic today. Uh, Isaiah 55 is, um, the chapter we're going to look at this morning. And I have a sense that God has a, a word for us. Um, and in fact, the name of our title, we won't put it up yet, but the name of our title is one word. So, uh... As we read, see if you can spot what that one word is. Isaiah 55, we're reading from the New King James Version. It says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hands up. (laughs) And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear, and come to me. hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I am given him as a witness to the people. A leader, a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts aren't your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and you can see it outside, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off." And God will bless the reading of his word. Just leave the verses up just now if you can. What do you think the word is? Any ideas? I guarantee you can't guess it. There's a challenge. <laughs> what is she like? My daughter, who <laughs> was inside knowledge. <laughs> Okay, the one word is there, hey. You say, well, hey not in that scripture that we just read, but it actually is. It's there in the very first word of the chapter. It says, ho. Now, it's not ho, ho, ho. It's not that sort of greeting. Susan was talking about Christmas. It isn't that. You know, that's coming soon enough <laughs> too soon for some people but the ho 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 is not ho 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 it's hey see i make chris jump i'm sorry <laughs> every time i do it <laughs> and everybody jumps beside him <laughs> it's hey 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 it's not a laughter it's not ho 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 it's an attention grabber hey like we say hey over here hey food's ready Hey, are you ready to leave? I say that once or twice. Hey, stop it. Hey, come on. This hey, this ho, is listen up. Wake up. Hear what I'm saying. So God's getting our attention. He's saying, hey sinner, hey Christian, hey backslider, hey preacher, hey teacher, hey doctor, hey banker, hey consultant, whatever you are in your profession, Mother, father, son, daughter, over here. Hey, I've got something for you to hear. I've got something for you. And I know it's for you because it's for all. It's for everyone. Absolutely everyone. There is no exceptions. There's no exceptions in this room that God's not saying, hey, hey. Come to the waters. You don't need money. You don't need anything. just want you to come. I just want you to get your attention. You can buy anyway. You can buy without money. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a Scotsman's dream. Scots ladies' dream. (laughs) It's a Scotsman's dream. Buying, shopping without a bill. Everything already paid for. Isn't that amazing? No money needed. No price. You can eat and it won't cost you. It says, everyone who thirsts come to the waters. I read that and I thought, wouldn't you go to the water if you're thirsty anyway? If you weren't hungry, wouldn't you be seeking out something to eat? But We live in a nation that is malnourished. Thirsty nation. Hungry nation. Don't go near God. And God's saying, hey, come to the waters. Come, eat, it's free. And then he gives some financial advice. He says, you're wasting your money. You're not getting satisfied because you're eating rubbish. He says, if you eat sin, it's going to cost you. If you eat salvation, there's no charge. Have you ever eaten something and thought to yourself, I shouldn't have had that? <laughs> I mean you ever done that? I thought, ooh. Shouldn't I, shouldn't I had that? Well let me tell you a little intimate secret. We were driving back from Wales on th- I think it was Thursday and uh, just the, the two of us, beautiful uh, weather, beautiful scenery, mountains, a lovely day and rather uh, interestingly as it turns out we'd been to the you know that Holland and Barrett health shop? We'd been there trying to, yeah, there was vitamins or whatever. And I'd, I'd spotted these little packs of sweeties. And it said no sugar and very few calories. And I thought, these are for us. These We should get some of these. And it ticked all the right boxes for Sue and I. And as we were going along talking and listening to, I don't always listen to, and and uh, she had these little little sweets, and uh, they were sort of Moorish, you know. You know, you think, I like, I like these. And there's different flavors: licorice, um, what are the other flavors? Butterscotch, mint ones. It's, I got a selection. I was so. And um, so Susan had a few. And uh, then she promptly shut her eyes. I don't know if she was asleep or not. And I'm sort of wolfing into these suites. You know, like when you drive along, you sort of wolf into these suites. And everything was great. And to be fair, I I had more than Susan. And then we started to hit some traffic jams, as you do. You tend to come along the A55 from Wales, traffic jams. And and, uh, was it Friday or Thursday? I can't remember what day it was. And uh, then these little suites started to come into their own. And uh, I started to feel, let's say, uh, uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, where's the exit for this motorway? (laughs) I need to get off of here. And I need to get off of here quick. And uh, Susan was starting to wake up. And I said, I think we need to, to pull off. So fortunately, we were just coming up to a junction. And there was a long queue at this junction. So I went swept off to the left and within a mile, we found a little restaurant that was there, and the first thing I said when we went into the restaurant was, hey, where, where's the toilet? <laughs> where, where's the loo? Now these sweeties weren't so lovely. They weren't any more, they weren't boorish at all. These sweets had come with a, a price. And then we uh, went into the restaurant and did what we had to do, and I, I actually ended up yeah, I'm staying there a little while because of the traffic and everything else. <laughs> and I said, this is, just look at the back of that, these sweetie packets. Oh, she says, it says, and this is in quotes, excessive consumption may produce laxative effects. <laughs> uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and and that's, that's what happens when you spend your money on, weight, on, on things that are not Bread. And wages that doesn't satisfy, it's okay for a time, but there is a price to be paid. And, uh, and that's why in verse 2, uh, God's word says, listen carefully to me, eat what is good. <laughs> and it said only to be eaten in small doses. Well, Aunt Susan's asleep, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and these little sweets were not good for me, rubbish in, rubbish out, and that's the least I'll say about that. Um, Instead of seeking rubbish, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. God is intentional about what he has for you. But if you're shopping in the wrong place, if you're buying the wrong goods, you won't get what he's got for you. Listen, incline your ear. Eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in his abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. Let the wicked forsake his way. Let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. He will, isn't this wonderful? He will abundantly pardon you. No, he didn't say he will pardon you. He says he will abundantly pardon pardon you. Isn't that wonderful? You know, you, you say sorry to someone. Yeah, that's fine. So, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. And you think, no, it's not. They're sort of forgiven, but they haven't forgiven. Certainly haven't forgotten. But God says, no, I will abundantly pardon you. So when he forgives, he forgets. Isn't that wonderful? He's a God of abundance this is a chapter of abundance this chapter is an invitation to an abundant life and it's all paid for all paid for all provided it's free we call it grace and i think most christians fail to realize and recognize the importance of the relationship that we have with Jesus. We just think, yeah, I invited Jesus into my life, and yeah, and I'm forgiven. I know that here, but not really here. No, this is abundance forgiveness. This is abundance of grace. This is an abundance of blessing. We think it's just a simple decision. We think it's down to our discipleship, our reading our Bible, our praying, our hard work, our believing, our faith, our giving, and all these things, yes, are things that we should be doing, and they are vital. All of those things, he tells us to listen, he tells us to eat, he tells us to incline our ears, he tells us to pray, to read, to believe, to give. He says all those things, but then he says something which is beautiful, and I'm going to try and explain this to you a little bit this morning. He says, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. And you, and you, and you. It's like his hands are going out everywhere. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. He says, like David, like the sure mercies of David. He says, as it was for David, the man after my own heart, it will be for you. This is my covenant. He says, I bless David, I'll bless you. I forgave David, I'll forgive you. I kept David, I'll keep you. God says, God says, not Jack says, not anyone else says, God says, I have a covenant relationship with you. And when God makes a covenant relationship, he does not break it. <laughs> we do. Oh, I'll be there for you. Oh, yes, I'll be there for you. I'll always be here for you. And then five minutes later, (laughs) where are they? They've gone. But God says, I'm going to make a covenant relationship. I'm going to look at that word covenant. He doesn't break it. Everything that he promises to do, he does. Because he is covenanted to do so. He says verses 10 11, 12 he says my word is like the rain and the snow rain and snow come down from the heavens and water the earth and it enables the life to come up to come forth that life brings seed that life that comes forth brings a seed everything God created has a seed that seed bring that life brings seed for the person who would sow and bread to the eater every time God gives you money there's Money there to eat, and there's money there to sow. Every time God loves you, there's love there for you, and there's love there for you to give. You get it? God says, Well, my word is the same. It comes out of my mouth, and it produces an effect. It produces life, and it prospers. That's why in 2 Corinthians 9, Verse nine ten Paul says about being a cheerful giver, not sowing sparingly, Paul says, but sowing bountifully. now may he, he may sorry now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. God says, I give to you willingly. God says, I give you so you can have an abundant, a bountiful life." God says, I give you undeserved favor. You do not deserve it. So he says, sow your seed with joy, knowing there's a harvest coming. God loves a cheerful giver. So everything and anything and anybody may change in your life, but one thing will not, and that will be his everlasting covenant with me and with you. What's a covenant? What is a covenant? We hear words of covenant, covenant, covenant. What's a covenant? A covenant is a binding legal agreement. So a marriage is a covenant. It's a legal ceremony. Buying a house, you sign a covenant. It's a promise, a pledge, a guarantee, a bond. And it's based this covenant, that God's covenant to us, is based on his word, not a man's word, God's word. Man doesn't trust another man's word, so what we do is we have a written contract. So you go and buy something, you go and see Will and buy a phone from the great company of Vodafone, he will get you to sign a contract, a covenant that you, for the next 24, 36 months, will help them make some profits. You understand? That's a covenant. And if you break that covenant, why don't we just go there and say to Will, when he's selling the phones, Okay, I'll have one. And he says, Good. Well, you have my word? I'll pay for it. And, and he says, No, no, hang on. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I trust you and everything else, and your word's wonderful. Could you just sign this too? Why do we do that when we buy a house? Why don't we just give our word? When we buy a car, why do we have to sign a contract? Why do people ask us to sign? They ask us to sign because they don't trust your word. You understand? That's why they get you to sign it. So we have written legal agreements. God doesn't need a written legal agreement agreement. God can only give his word because his word is the highest authority that you'll find anywhere. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, abundant life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. The word here is logos. John is saying in those verses, the word is eternal. This is the highest authority. It gives life. And John is literally saying, Jesus is the word. So when God enters into a covenant relationship with you and with me he doesn't give us a contract he gives us the word he gives us the logos he gives us his son You got that Doesn't give you a legal binding contract he gives you his word And his word will not come back to him void He will never renounce his word he literally gives us his son who is life and life to the full. That makes sense? You got that? That's if you don't understand anything else this morning, get that. God has entered into a covenant relationship with you. And he hasn't signed a form, he's spoken a word. He's given you the word. So Satan's desire is to contradict that word. <laughs> It's for you to seek life anywhere and everywhere apart from Jesus. To listen to his words instead of the word of God. And so in these verses, and we, we're, we've not got a lot of time this morning, but I wanted to get this to you. In verse 13, Satan gives thorns, it says. Verse 13, Isaiah 55. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. Well, we know what thorns do. Thorns can cause serious infections.